2015 Gaia House with Sadhguru Tejaniya, Group A and B, Session 2. Sunday, May 31st. <laughs> <laughs> Just whoever wants to jump in. starting after that yeah. um, and then it's more like a bicycle going down a hill I don't really control it anymore it just takes on its own dimension okay. and I guess I do what I was taught at one stage which was um, choiceless awareness so I just step back and let whatever object mm-hmm. wants to appear because I was quite um, determined at one stage Okay. Um, so Um, and then I just absorb, observe thoughts when they come up. I guess, you know, like big thoughts that sometimes occur, and then just as they're about to, they, I notice they're there, so they sort of dissolve. Okay. Uh-huh. Or the other thoughts, like the, you know, the sort of uh, daydreaming like thoughts that have no reality to them, yeah. they're just they're sort of more sneaky, I find. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then, the, yeah. Um, and then I'm observe like what's behind that mm-hmm. um, and what I've noticed recently is that so I'll be observing whatever's going on and mm-hmm. sometimes it's you know, just happening and, mm-hmm. and then I get a sense of a shift in the environment like something just shifts and with that comes up sometimes a bit of fear mm-hmm. or sometimes it's aversion, like it's, oh, I know this is all going to change now, oh, mm-hmm. and then there's the critical mind that goes, ah, you've done it again, you know, mm. this is happening, and sometimes there's also, yeah, so it shifts, and then almost recently it's happening constantly, is that after that shift happens and there's that aversion or fear, well, I guess that's aversion as well, then there's heat that starts, okay. and I kind of know it's coming. I mean, I'm going through menopause, so I kind of know that I've got heat anyway. Yeah. I've passed menopause for about seven years, but yeah. it's still there. And so at first I was observing this heat, <laughs> knowing full well that I wasn't able to not feel aversion towards it. So yeah. it comes, and I was kind of going, okay, let's be curious about I know it's going to pass. <laughs> yeah. Let's be curious. So then I start looking, and I know that there's, I notice there's, you know, there's dampness in the heat, there's kind of all kinds of different things. Yeah. But I kind of sometimes I can't help having aversion and craving mm. because I'm getting craving because I want it to go away because yeah. I know it's going to pass, but I've also got aversion going on because it's like, oh, this is hot. Yeah. So then I've taken now to, to stepping back a bit yeah. and kind of looking at what is the mind that's observing this craving and aversion. Yeah. And that's where I kind of get a bit stuck. Like I'm looking at it, but it feels a bit dull and well I can't really like there's still the commenting mind going on in the background as well but I can't I don't know how so I'm a bit stuck there okay well uh, 
anak tanah pun tahu bersyukur ni. Dalam tu, atau buat belum lah sebab tiada kau tiada ni. Tapi biar sensasi ni pelarai. Biar tu apa? Mesti biar aku malay. Tapi aku sedih lupa ni. Tapi biar tu sesiapa tu jalan itu tidak poya poya ni tidak ni. Ayat nuat tu ayat aku kena ni. Kalau tu ayat choice tu saya nak slow kan tu. Tapi biar jalan tu dihalau poya poya sure. อ่าตัวตัวเรียกว่าอะไรตีเลยเด็กตัวช่วยตัวเรียกเจ้าเราตัวเซตเข้ามาไม่ยิ้มไม่ยาวเลยพี่ตาเด็กแกนั้นอะ
slow down everything yeah. that I do. Yeah. And also that it requires a, a huge amount of effort, yes. energy to put in to keep up the moment-to-moment -moment awareness. Yeah. Uh, but here the, the teaching has been to do things at a normal speed mm -hmm. and that it shouldn't really require as much effort, energy as I seem to have to put into it. Yeah. And so, you know, some doubt, confusion is a reason in my practice now, whether I'm, I'm missing something or doing something wrong. Now? Uh, yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> because it's very different from, from before, my yeah. experience of practicing the Mahasi tradition. Right. Yeah. So what does it feel like to practice now? Um, <laughs> um, difficult because I find <coughs> I need to slow down in order to so you're not pick up the awareness. So right. I'm, I'm not I'm not speeding up. <laughs> right. Um, so you find it difficult to walk naturally and just be aware. Well, of course, I mean, outside of formal retreat, then of course I, I walk at a natural speed and I, I, I note um, far less intensely. Right. Do you um, still note? Do you use a word? Or are you just, just, yeah, are you still using words or to say what you're... In, in, some, in some situations, in, in many situations, Things happen far too fast to me. So you just know that you know. So I just know. Okay. But for example, if I'm walking even at the natural speed down a street in the city, mm -hmm. then I will use at least left, right, left, right, or something mm -hmm. like that to mm -hmm. anchor it. Okay. In, in addition to trying to be aware of the thousand and other things going on, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go. So, in fact, I, I rarely use labels when on a 
formal retreat anymore. You don't use, so you don't use labels anymore? Not very rarely on a formal retreat. Okay, so when do you use them? In, in everyday life. Gosh, formal retreat ma. It's useful because it does help you to stay mindful at home. We so so many of us lose mindfulness at home, right? So this is your way to leave a he says um, labels have a similar function to what he says, you know, when he calls asking questions when you say what's the mind knowing or where's the mind, hmm. uh, the mind, you know, you instantly know where the mind is at that time or what it's knowing. Yeah, they have similar function. Yeah, so um, yeah, he doesn't want to make it difficult for you to practice. So if you feel, you know, initially you need to um, slow down a little bit and, you know, to just pick up some momentum or something, he said, that's fine. But if you remember, Sarah says that the mind is much faster than the body. Yeah. Then you, you, then you can sort of logically you can understand that the body could move faster and <coughs> the mind would be able to keep knowing. Sure. He says he would like to suggest that you go for a jog and try to be mindful. <laughs> Yeah, he said there was a yogi in one of his retreats who was so used to the old way of practicing that if she thought she was practicing, then her, her walking became very unnatural and she couldn't snap herself out of it. Like, if she wasn't meditating, she walked naturally, but mm. if she thought she was meditating, then she'd start doing this funny walk. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> so he asked her to not, to... not to know one thing at a time. He asked her to know both feet at the same time. <laughs> she must know. So he said she must know both feet at the same time. And then she started walking naturally. Because he... She was doing that so that she could know one foot at a time. But once she had to know both feet, then, you know, it was just, yeah. She couldn't control the way she walked so much anymore. Yeah, when we concentrate a lot, he says, then um, we can only concentrate on one thing at a time. If we focus too much. He says, say you move your two hands like this. He says, what will you pay attention to? What do you pay attention to? This way or this way or both. You can be aware of both. But of course, in the walking meditation,
If you use a label, it's already late. Hearing is already known. You, by the time we say hearing, it's a bit late. But if awareness is waiting like that, then when things are heard, it's, it's known. And awareness is fast, so if other, you know, other objects come to its attention, it also knows, it just knows. He says, if we're um, controlling the body actions in order to focus on something that we want to pay attention to, then the consequence is that when we're at home and we, we're in a very fluid and changing environment and we don't know what we should be paying attention to, especially when we do work, then it's like either we we are meditating or we are working. We can't seem to do both. You are a You can. You can. <laughs> if we are able, it's good. Yeah. In the beginning, we just know the body sensations and stuff, feeling, and we begin to know feelings, thoughts, And the practice, then, you know, when the mindfulness is good, he says, you know everything. You know whatever is need, needs to be known. Yeah. But he agrees that he says, um, you know, if there's no need to hurry, there's, there's no need, to, you know, to be running around. Yeah, <laughs> you can take it easy and relax and do whatever you need to do to practice. No, he says, are you retired or are you still working? Well, unfortunately, I've been retired for some time. <laughs> to retire, not a job, then a chain. He said, that's okay then, you don't have to hurry anywhere. I've <laughs> been able to organize my life around the practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, so you can just, you know, have all this as information. And as you practice, the mind might actually incorporate things into your practice. Yeah, he says, so now you, you know the objects. You also know the mind is aware? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, the awareness okay. covers everything. Well, as much as possible. Yeah, the dialogue thing. physical. Easier to slow down. Easier, I'm not going to do it. Sorry? 
I find it much easier to, to note everything as much as possible, to be aware of everything as much as possible when things are slower. The question of putting in a lot of energy to move a lot of energy into keeping up the second to second awareness. Right. Are you using a lot of energy to keep up second to second awareness? It feels like it, yes. Or because you're moving less slowly? No, no, no. Nothing to do with, I'm not talking about moving now. It's sitting, meditating, it's the same. Just, it, it takes, the feeling is it takes a great deal of energy um, just to keep up the, the speed of awareness. Keep up with the speed of the awareness of the object. Don't worry. Don't ไปมาเนี่ยลูกเปียวละมะหมอกเลยไทเนี่ยฉิมาขึ้นนี่ล่ะเนี่ยเนี่ยเลยเตเปียวโอ้เอ้าไล่เลยไล่เนี่ยล
and there is the awareness that becomes natural. And he believes that you have natural awareness already, and you're putting in too much now, which is why it feels like oh, okay. yeah, so you're putting in more effort than the mind actually needs to put in anymore because there's natural effort that's doing its own work. You just need to to keep. You just need to be witnessing it in order to keep that effort going, just like pedaling every now and again to keep the okay. momentum going. So he wants okay. you to try that out. So you're not going to be doing anything anymore, so it shouldn't be difficult. Saido's uh, other book, Awareness Alone, is not enough. Mm-hmm. In, ma- in one part of the book, uh, after you become aware of many objects at the same time, yeah. uh, at, at, one t- uh, at one point you, you make a choice and the wisdom uh, determines uh, the choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, wisdom, your wisdom makes the choice. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask uh, in what situations you make a, a choice and When you when you make a choice, isn't it uh, focusing on one object? <coughs> In what situations do you make a choice? You, from from the uh, object <coughs> object. <coughs> Sometimes you're you know, you could be watching a lot of you know, things phenomena passing by, phenomena is happening and um, nothing is really very important. But Seattle says particularly if defilements come up. Um, Zed always says that you take care of what is important, right? And when you understand, so for example, when there's pain, you know, the thing is to watch the reaction of the It's mind. Predominance, it's predominant. No, pain is predominant, but you don't watch pain. <coughs> you watch the reaction in the mind. So then you have to make a choice what to watch. Even though pain is predominant and it takes your attention, you don't bring your atten- you don't leave your attention there, you bring your attention to the mind. reaction of the mind. So that's when you're making a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, you know, maybe you're watching some stuff and then emotion starts to arise. Some some trickling thought begins to give rise to a memory which gives rise to an emotion. Then this is important because when defilements arise they need to be uh, they always become the first thing that you observe. Mm-hmm. So then you make So you, you you choose what is important yeah. to, to observe. Yeah. Out of, uh, especially out of defilement. Especially if there's defilement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're doing work and stuff like that, you you know, give the most attention to the parts that are working the most, that have the most Um, significance to the activity at that time. Right? Mm-hmm. Say if you're doing some work with, where you need to look 
and you know, do, you should be aware of looking and seeing how you do instead of just being aware of hearing, for example, because you might do something wrong mm -hmm. while you're looking, right? Mm -hmm. So things like that. Mm -hmm. Being aware of what's important. So remember this very simple rule. Whatever we're watching, whatever we're being aware of, if the mind starts not liking or liking what we're watching, then that object that we were watching, which we now like or dislike, is not the right object. We have to watch the liking or disliking. When we have things like pain, Seattle says the mind is instantly attracted to pain and wants to, to watch it. But pain, the mind is not with pain for a good reason. It's, it's there because it doesn't like it. So it's attracted to it because it's resisting it. It's a strange paradox, but yeah, resistance is a kind of attraction. But if we continue to watch with that resisting mind, we're not meditating. So the thing is to watch the resistance in the mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Can you do that same thing with a craving? So like a craving or an addiction, say that with food. Yeah. And could you could you apply that same principle? Yeah, so you don't watch the food, you watch the craving. Okay. Yeah, and if you've already if you're already eating it, then you don't watch the taste because that's what's creating the craving, right? You watch the craving. Yeah. And then and then the principle continues, so when the mind has a reaction, you watch the reaction, and when the reaction is gone, so there's no longer any craving, or there's no longer any aversion or resistance in the mind, and the mind feels settled again, then you can go back to that original object that triggered the reaction. So if it was taste or pain, you can go back to it and see, without the reaction, without the craving, how does the mind perceive pain or taste. Um, right? You've got to be sure there, though, that there isn't any element of residue left of if you can be sure, it's better. Mm -hmm. But And the reason why we do this, you know, this continuing steps, he says, because we want to see the difference between the perception of the mind when there is the veil of greed or aversion, craving or aversion, versus the perception of the mind when there is neither greed nor aversion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we begin to understand the nature of greed and aversion and how it colors perception. Yeah, on a, as an analogy, Seattle says, you know, it's like, uh, somebody we love, and sometimes we detest them, we don't really like them, uh, because they're irritating us. He says, but it's the same person, and sometimes we like them, and sometimes we don't like them. And it's all about whether we feel irritated or loving. So when our mind is different, then our view is different, the way we view things. 
But in meditation we want to understand the way things are. Really, the, the, the way things truly are. But if to understand how things truly are, the mind must be unbiased. So, so we have to watch to see if there's craving or aversion in the mind. And when there's no longer craving nor aversion, the mind is unbiased. Then we look to see how the mind views things when there's no craving or aversion. That's when we see things more as they are. Um, I think in meditation previously I've been quite used to um, experiencing sort of memory and emotion that's come up associated with with memory so there's been a bit of a kind of roller coaster going yeah, on with yeah. that and um, I feel as though I've got off the roller coaster a bit <laughs> which is good yeah. um, but I also feel as though my mind is perhaps trying to keep in a relatively kind of safe zone <coughs> where it's amusing itself, you know. It, um, How are you keeping it in the safe zone? What seems to be happening is when I'm sitting, I'm getting quite a nice pleasant little slideshow coming up. Mm -hmm. There's the, I can watch it. Um, Do you know that it's the mind? Or are you watching the slideshow? It, it feels as though I'm able to detach from the images okay. um, and that there isn't some kind of volution to those images, you know, there's not a story or something. Okay. Um, but I'm wondering how I kind of get past <coughs> that, I suppose. And when, when I, if I'm not in a seated meditation, if yeah. I'm, say, outside... Then I notice it's a kind of planning mind that's mm -hmm. coming in, mm -hmm. uh, but it feels still as though it's kind of keeping within those safe zones somehow or another. Mm -hmm. Do you have your do you know at all in that your memory in that emotion in that mind or yes, mind what 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 no what no? Good luck. See, I got a thing that looked all good. That means you can't handle it. So see, I mean, to what I mean, kind of boundary that matu need it. อ่าตัวบลูอันนี้กินได้บ่าวเนี่ยนี่เลยแล้วตัวเปียร์ไทยนี่เนี่ยสิกะโอ้สไลด์โชว์นี่เปียร์นี่ตัวเปียร์เล
the slideshows is concept, but what is, um, you know, but maybe, I don't know for you whether the slideshow is the mind or, you know, the slides are the mind or, or knowing that this is happening is the mind, however you, you can recognize it. Can you see that difference or understanding that there's the awareness and, and there's the, that which is being known, which just becomes the object? The content of the thoughts, the content of the slideshows could be the past, the future, or whatever, right? Planning mind or uh, memories, but, um, but the slideshow is happening now. The mind is happening now. The mind is thinking now. Right? So if we recognize mind, the mind is always in the present moment. And if we recognize mind, then we know that the mind is always arising and passing away. The mind comes into being, is, and then passes away. And so long as there's mind, uh, these things will happen. It will come into being, it will exist a while, and it will pass away. Um, and we can't get past that. The body of mind. Yeah, we just need to understand that nature. We're not trying to make it disappear. We can't stop memories from arising. But if there's understanding, we can stop unnecessary emotional entanglement mm-hmm. in the thoughts because we understand they're just thoughts. Just memories. That this is the nature of thinking, or that this is the nature of the mind. We can understanding this. Yeah. When there's we remember somebody that we are angry with and we, we start but becoming angry. But that's because the mind doesn't understand yet that the image that it sees in the memory is just an image. This is just a memory. It doesn't remember that it, it actually thinks, it, it feels real. Like the person, you know, you're thinking of a person. And then the mind gets angry. But if, if it was seen that it was, was just a memory or just a thought or an image, then... Yeah, so, you know, generally we have fearful thoughts and we have, we are scared. We have um, happy thoughts, we're happy, that sort of thing. Siado mm. used the, the word imagination. Yeah. And um, I guess what what I'm recognizing in both of those instances is that it's actually imagination yeah. in different image, it, it, um, exposing itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it, that imagination, though, those are more objects to be observed by the mind, I guess. Uh, not the content of it, but the fact that there is imagination happening. Mm. Yeah. You understand the mm-hmm. yes. Happening, yes. happening and nature. Yeah. Happening and nature, imagination and concept. So what's happening is is reality. The content of the imagination, that's that's concept. That's not reality. 
Does that make sense? So imagination. So if you imagine a person, imagine a flower, the flower is a concept, or the person is a concept. But knowing that imagination is happening is reality. Yes. So they come together, but you can distinguish. Yes, you can differentiate. So we don't get rid of the concept. The concept doesn't go away because it comes with the reality. You know, concept is just a, a construct over the reality that's already there. And um, Sarah says we don't get rid of concept, but we understand what is concept. We differentiate clearly. This is the concept, and this is the reality. And because of that, we know what is reality, and so we don't get. The concept, the imagination, the love, image, picture, in the line, love, attention, in the line, love, what in the line, love, sentence in the line, love. It's just concepts, you know. Especially in our imagination, they can come in so many um, forms. In our, you know, the way we. It, experienced through our sense doors, so concepts can come as images, like seeing, or um, we can hear things in our imagination, hearing. Um, sometimes we see words or sentences. Um, sometimes people smell in their imagination, or taste in them, if they have strong enough imagination. Yeah. Or feel like they're, you know, somebody touches them, or they imagine their body has disappeared, you know, all that is imagination. Concentration the imagination of the Yeah, so that's why he's he is always telling us not to focus and get and not to have too much concentration. Because when people have what he calls heavy concentration or too much concentration, then um, whatever we imagine it becomes very real for a mind with a lot of concentration. Because concentration magnifies experience. Right? Concentration magnifies experience. So um, the experience for people with that much concentration is when something passes through their mind, it feels very real. And if they don't know the difference between concept and reality, then they believe the concept because that's what's most strongly perceived by the mind if you don't know reality. Yeah. Yeah. There was a yogi in one of his retreats. She would sit in the Dharma hall and then she would smell sandalwood. And she'd look around, but nobody was burning any sandalwood. If she didn't know any better, maybe there was a ghost. But she asked the teacher, and he asked her, he said, What do you do at home every day? And every day when she sits at home, she likes sandalwood. And so. She burns sandalwood every day. <laughs> so the memory of sitting for her. Is the smell of sandalwood, it, it triggers the memory But because she has quite good concentration, then she can almost smell it. And she thinks it feels real to her. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, imagine if she had given it the wrong interpretation and thought that there was a ghost wafting smells of sandalwood around the room. <laughs> <laughs> When we don't understand the way the mind works and we have too much concentration and the mind does things, it's so easy to believe what the mind is presenting. 
ซึ่งแล้วเราเหมือนที่เห็นว่าส่งงานออกเนาะเซ็งแล้วเราตีหน่อยกล้วยเลยนะซึ่งกับพอละเนี่ยสะเก็ดขึ้นได้กล้วย
So all this information is, is helpful, he says, as we keep practicing, we remember slowly and applying oh. and understanding it on our own. <coughs> and Sierra says, if we have our eyes closed in a sitting meditation, the things we see with our eyes closed <coughs> is all ima- imagination. None of it is uh, real. <coughs> Depending on the personality of the yogi, then they see different things. Some people see happy things, happy images. Some people see really terrifying images. Some people see um, some see devotional objects like you know images of the Buddha or light or stuff like that and they think it's a great experience and they think that's improvement in meditation one of his favorite imaginations when he used to be when he was younger was that he was Superman. So when we have our eyes closed and we see things, that's stuff in the mind though, not the eye though, because the eye is closed. So then it's not really sight. It's it's not visual. It's imagination. And if you think, if you're wondering whether what you're um, seeing in your mind's eye is real or not, so just open your eyes. Yeah, that's the all of it, the head has become very small, body has become very big, but all of it is solved by opening the eyes. <laughs> he says he finds it amazing that the yogis um, sometimes they persist in believing that what they're feeling is true. They get alarmed, which means that they have beliefs, right? Like they think their foot is gone. And they're like, This is the form, the picture of your the picture we have in our mind of our body might disappear. And that's why it feels like, you know, it's yeah, he says, and the reason this happens, you know, imagination of what's happening to our body. So he says, the reason it happens is because we've closed our eyes. We don't have information from the eye sense door. So, you know, if the mind settles enough, the samadhi is enough, the mind can imagine any sensation into a form. So if it feels like pressure, it already 
visualizes it as something, you know, as some shape of the body, as some, some um, compassion of the body. Mm-hmm. อ่าตัดเยอะปุ๊บเนี่ยเยอะๆตามๆมานี่เลยมาชื่อเสร็จสิ้นเนี่ยเสร็จก็ตัดมาดีดาเดี๋ยวก็เดี๋ยวคันเ
an internal, you know, a subconscious mind that believes it's very hard to to read it out.
find its limit yeah, because then, you say, yeah, you and then and then and then come out of it itself, you know, come out yeah. of it itself rather than making an effort to come out of it. Well, no, not the effort to come out of it. So you're not trying to deal with the sleepiness. You're just trying to increase your effort. That's all. Yeah, so you're just increasing the effort to be mindful. You're not concerned with whether you're sleepy or not. Just an effort to make the mindfulness more steady or more continuous. Um, as much as you can. And then think about how to practice. Actively think about how to practice. Yeah. Thinking about the practice also awakens the mind. It's also part of the practice. <laughs> Just something that I noticed last night because it was extremely rainy and windy. Rain? I'm camping at the minute. Oh. So it, it, during the night there were several times when I was woken by the noises and, and all that, and, okay. and rain on the tent. Yeah. Mm. But I noticed, okay. I, I noticed my um, judging whether I needed to be asleep or not, because then I was thinking, oh, sometimes if I'm awake in the night, not, I'm not very often awake in the night, but thinking, oh, I need to be asleep. Uh-huh. But I tried to go underneath that and think, yes. I'm awake or I'm asleep, it didn't really matter. And then yeah. I dropped... I was dropping into sleep again, yes, again, and not then getting noticed, worried by the noises and the sounds and the and the, and the rain. And yeah, preoccupied with thinking, is the rain coming in the tent? And we're getting soaked. Well, you, I, well, I wasn't. No, it wasn't. You were. No, no. Okay, that's good. But, but it wasn't then. You know, the the, the the concern for that just dropped, and I thought, well, that's mindfulness at work. Even, yeah, even in kind of that state. That's right. Yeah. <coughs> ตัวแคมปิ้งตัวแคมปิ้งโลดอมะเนี่ยมูอยู่อะไรเลยเลยแต่ก็น่าก็น่าโดดเลยโอ้สิกะเนเน่ซุยเซพิชเชนเนเน
Um, and in the end, how the yogi dealt with it was he would try to get at least a five-minute nap in somehow. And if he got that, he was fine the rest of the day. Five minutes nap. I mean, it should make such a big difference, but it's because his mind felt satisfied. The farmers they they demonstrate, you know, they they, they demand their rights, <laughs> and so they yeah, that's how they do it. <laughs> they protest. So, so doesn't he recommend uh, taking a nap after the lunch? <laughs> <coughs> Well, he's not so strict about it now, but you know the the reason is because when we sleep in the afternoon, we break the momentum of our practice. You know, we've been practicing in the morning, and then yeah, we have to start again. Yeah, so we kind of lose the momentum that we built up. We have to start again. He says even when eating, you know, when during lunch or breakfast, he says if we if we eat and we let eat mindlessly, you know, we let greed take over or whatever, five, ten, fifteen minutes, he says we will lose the momentum of the awareness that you are building. Sorry, group A. Ah, because we were asking. Group B group first. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Group group a, I, I thought that too. Yeah, group B. B first. Anybody else in B? B there, it should be there. Are you there? Yeah. Or whole name. A or B? B. This is your channel. Uh, to 
my not wanting to show up here. Oh, I'm not looking at this one. You are my child. He says we shouldn't call it an interview session. We should call it a discussion.
of everything. If we walk forwards, we know. If we walk backwards, we know. If we move our hand, we know. If we move our foot, we know. If we turn right, we know. If we blink, we know. This is what's in the Satipatthana Sutta. Just as we must make endeavor to know, make effort to know. I don't know what to ask because everything was <laughs> answered already. About, about me, I'm oh. Do you have any difficulties? Just to keep be, be mindful the whole time. <laughs> Just a mindful okay. discipline. Relax. Do you feel relaxed? Yeah. Do you feel yeah. Do you know see? 
He says, if you know that that's what the mind is doing, like the mind is trying to understand, is putting effort, just know that. Yeah, yeah. This is what the mind is doing. Yeah. If we try to change what the natural process is, that can be more tiring. So just recognize, well, this is what the mind is doing, and the mind has to put an effort to understand. Just, just knowing this is how the mind is working. Whatever's happening, just step back from it and oh, this is what is happening now. Step back from that, this is what is happening now. Sure. Okay, just do that for now. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. Anybody else want to have a go? Do we have time or? Yes. Yeah. I'll hold mine for later. I'll go on Thursday. This one is long. Go, go. Okay. Uh, so, so yesterday I, I, <coughs> I managed to like cross this point of continuity of awareness. <coughs> Why do you say cross this point? Because since then it's, uh, <coughs> it doesn't feel much different in terms of frequency of noticing, okay. of, of catching the mindfulness, but <coughs> of remembering. But the effects are, <coughs> are very uh, striking. Mm. So, so it's... The recess are lot so I, I mean they were because they were yesterday because yeah. I, I lost it but uh, and, and and immediately there's this sense of amazing freedom um, that whatever happens I I I have this space and and this freedom and it sounds trivial but it's uh, really amazing uh, because before as as pro probably everyone I was. Like under the pressure of, of lack of schedule, and I was scared of you know after lunch that there's an empty space basically. <laughs> so so yeah, so I was there, there was a lot of aversion. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, even though it seems yeah obvious because you can do whatever you want. It's so simple, right? Yeah, but 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 the mind yeah, but the, the mind finds so many problems with this, and the, the re realization after. Getting sense of this freedom was this uh, of this of this playfulness that I can I can do whatever I want and and if I don't want I don't have to do anything so this uh, <coughs> this freedom to uh, to completely shape my experience completely completely and 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 you know no uh, all all uh, all all blocks disappearing social blocks you know. Before I would think about what you know, can I do it here? Behavior was was rather artificial, and and afterwards it's yeah yeah it's amazing and 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 so at first I had this this playfulness aspect of reality, but on very deep level, and 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 as as again as probably everyone here i i i i started to nap after lunch <laughs> probably because it's it's very hot in this in this room so <coughs> and and but be, because of this uh, strong awareness 
I, I've noticed the moment when the... the Again, no yeah. He says when you know the mind becomes really wakeful because it's continuously mindful, it can't nap. It doesn't want to nap. It feels good yeah, no to be aware. It's exactly. I, so, yeah, that, that, that was par part of my question because I, I've noticed the, the grogginess and I remembered it from, from the morning when, when I had a short nap and I felt, you know, yeah. like darkness, right? Mm. So I observed the, uh, the drowsiness mm. <coughs> because I didn't... I, I observed just the drowsiness, yeah. and my, uh, it was as if my bot body f fell asleep, okay. but I was awake. <coughs> so, so, so my eyelids, I felt, I was wondering whether I am sleeping or not, but I, my eyelids were like, you know, iron, uh, very heavy, yeah, very stable. Yeah, the and, and, the, <coughs> and the mind started to be very active, so I started to just... It's half awake, yeah. Yes, it's yes. Like a yeah, so probably it wasn't fu fully, fully uh, asleep. I mean, I, I wasn't fully asleep because it probably would be... It's, I, I know that it's very difficult to, to, be, to witness the whole process of falling asleep, but, but it wasn't... The mind was much more uh, alert, much stronger, right? The, the subconscious mind, probably. <laughs> because after, after that... After that, uh, I, I, uh, I got a sense of this uh, delusional mind that I had one year ago. It was like turning on. Mm. And it was, it's like, like the, the examples here before, uh, seeing imagination superimposed on reality mm -hmm. when I w w woke up. Mm -hmm. And it, it was out of control for like 15 minutes. <clears throat> I was really scared. But uh, but and and I realized and I realized that last year I was in, I was in the state for like two or three days probably because I remembered what I remember some some patterns uh, of the pressure in in the head very sharp and also the the again what what helped me was again seeing someone passing by and I was seeing the fear in his eyes and I realized that it's is the projection, mm -hmm. like because yeah. back then I was believing, you know, yeah. it's as if it's, when you have some defilement, you, you some, sometimes see people as people look as judging, right? But it's like actually your mm -hmm. defilement, right? So, mm -hmm. so it helped me to step step back. But it was too strong, to, it, it wasn't enough, but it, it was enough to increase the faith, the confidence that I can do something about it. So I, I walked away and someone smiled to me and I started to feel meta, uh, to, to feel meta and, and in general you know, think about other people. And, and then I thought that later, I thought that it, it helped me because this, uh, this subconscious mind, it, it was kind of like very alienating, yeah. egoistic, and, and meta is like a reverse of this. So yeah. probably it was like wholesome counterpart. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, 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 and then I went to, I discovered this, this beautiful orchard back, back there. Mm -hmm. if, if someone ha hasn't seen it, I, I recommend. All this, you know, little plants and, and animals, and, and the, the cuteness was too powerful, so, so fear had to step back. Um, 
Um, so uh, yeah, and, and, and I had just one more realization about the potential way of seeing reality instead of being playful. <coughs> I have this feeling I have this feeling that, uh, that of trust that uh, I can trust whatever happens and everything will be good and I, I was wondering not just towards the experience you know just to trust the to, to accept the experience but the you know the outcome of, of actual events right so so I'm wondering whether it's reasonable to to trust this experience because maybe it could be dangerous in the middle of the street or or, or something. But don't don't have any preconceived ideas. Don't decide whether you should trust or not trust. Just mm -hmm. be aware. Just be aware. The reason I'm asking is that. These two perceptions, once I have them, I don't have to be so. What two perceptions? My, I mean, I mean the, the playfulness or the or this trust, feeling trust to toward. It helps to uh, keep the practice rolling forward uh, without <laughs> being so. Genesis, so remember right view, mm -hmm. awareness, and right. continue to be aware with right view. Uh, I, 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 I reached this, uh, you know, I ended the day in this state of full awareness and, and you know, I had some explosions of metta and, and wonderful feelings, but... <coughs> Just know that. When you have metta, know it. Yeah. Continue yeah. to know it. Yeah. Sure. No matter what happens, awareness must be on top of it. Awareness mm -hmm. on top of it. Awareness on top of it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was kind of experimenting with the matter. For example, at, at, at first I was I started to cry, you know, like a baby. But, but so then I realized that it's not really skillful, and I, I started to see it more objectively, and and then I started to feel it more like naturally, like in the whole body, and it was different experience. So, so, so just one, one, one question to, to, to finish all, the, all this, because I reached the, the, the end of the day uh, with, and I, I was still very alert and I started to fall asleep. I, I mean, I didn't, I, I, I felt that I, I probably won't be able to sleep and I, I would have to just practice, just not keep noticing everything. And I didn't want to, not to sleep because, you know, last, yeah. last year, because of this yeah. alertness, I, yeah. I didn't sleep. So I, uh, so I, kn I knew that I, will, I can either continue to practice. Mm -hmm. Eat, sleep, sleep. Sleep, right. So, so I, I, I made the same decision, mm -hmm. but I had to commit spiritual suicide. So <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to, because I didn't know how to fall asleep. So I had to f f fall asleep 
mindlessly. So, you know, there are different ways of following it. He says you can have a tiny bit of awareness and go to sleep. Okay? Yes, but I have... Because your mind is very active, mm-hmm. so when it tries to be aware, it really wakes itself up. Yes. Because it's very active. Don't try to it at all. Yeah. So if you don't try to be aware, that's probably just the right <laughs> amount of awareness. But it's yeah. But but, but I I I I don't ha- I I don't have the skill yet to yeah. to to calm sure. down when when it's so you know rich and. So. So what I had to do. So what I had to do. There are there are many different ways of falling asleep, and I'm usually laying uh, on 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 the back, which is I think the most alert way. So I had to like take this embryo position, which is like escape of it from reali- reality. And I, and, I, and I felt that I'm giving up the, the awareness. I'm, I'm, I'm losing awareness. Yes, that's fine. For you, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, but, but you know, t- t- today, you know, since the morning, I had to, you know, restore it from, from the scratch. And I have... Yeah, yeah. We have some questions for you, but that will be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, go to sleep with that little curl. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. Okay, hello. Yes, you want to ask something? It was a little bit about these craving things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the lady was saying, uh, you know, about food cravings and things like that, but would that, how would you analyze that for drinking and cigarettes and I'm, I'm a smoker but since I'm here I haven't been smoking I've been thinking about it and, and also I mean I have an addictive personality my grandmother was an, uh, an alcoholic my mother it was but then she stopped drinking so that I, I know I have it I kind of trick myself so I've never fallen for it at okay. all but uh, but then I sort of, like, my man is like, oh, you need a drink, you need a drink. So what I'll do is sort of say, okay, if you're really good, I'll give you a beer. And then, you know, I treat it like a, like a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I get a beer, and then it's fine, and then that's it. I don't, you know, I don't need any more. But, uh, uh, you know, it's difficult to understand. Or, you know, I, with cigarettes, I don't really manage. It's like, I need a cigarette, okay. And it's, <laughs> and it's immediate, sort of, yeah. you know, I can't okay. manage to do that, the, 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 okay. the trick yes. with my mind that works with alcohol. But, uh, so you, it, it's easier, you know, to, to do that with food, because food at the end of the day is a good thing, you know, but, but, but <laughs> alcohol and, and drinking oh, and cigarettes are not so... Should I go out now and I don't feel like a cigarette? And should I have a cigarette and see how it feels like? Not have no. no. <laughs> so it doesn't work for that. So what do you? Well, how does? How do you? How do you work on that? So Sierra says, not for here. But when you go home, mm. and if you want to watch craving, see, this is, it comes with a feeling, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> craving, an odd mm. craving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you watch that, 
as much as you can. <laughs> but sometimes the only way to make it actually go away is, you know, when I say, okay, well, I, if you're good, oh, you'll have a beer, then I have a beer, and then it just relaxes and it's fine. You know? So, Sierra says, how you want to help yourself at home is here. You want to learn to watch your feelings. So I don't know if you have any emotions while you're on retreat here, um, um, any strong feelings. Any strong feelings you have, watch those feelings, mm. the feelings in the body. Um, and that's how you train the mind to watch. And, you know, hopefully the mind understands how to watch and not be, be um, involved or participating in the, the emotion, right? To watch it objectively, detach and observe. Mm -hmm. so observing is kind of all right while whatever you're observing might be quite agitated. Um, that's a skill you can learn here. Mm. And then you go home and you <laughs> smoke. So Sarah says here, you make it a habit. Every time you feel something pleasant or unpleasant, you start watching. How it feels. Yeah. When you go home, you do whatever you like. You can choose to apply it. See how it goes. And I might want to do that. Yeah. He says whatever you do, even at home, you try to do it with awareness. So here you're just learning how to be aware in the right way. See, when I feel like I have a cigarette, I feel like, which I've had many of those. <laughs> I get a cigarette and I say, okay, okay, I really want a cigarette. So, like, so, so what, what is the thought process? Should I... So like, what is it? So, it's just, um, it's all habit, you know, whatever you grow the habit of. So, if you grow the habit of awareness, Awareness will catch up with your cravings and then um, awareness will be able to... But if we don't have awareness, then whatever we do is very quick, very automatic. Yeah. But with enough awareness, there can be uh, space to choose. Thanks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.